Quiet on the set. Yeah, that's right. Look at the camera. Just ignore everything else. Oh, yeah. That's the look we're looking for. Yeah. Now in this scene, I need you to lift your arms over your head and stretch. Yeah, that's right. Like that. So remember that this episode contains adult language, mature situations, wannabe film directors, cute writers, a sort of harem series, strawberry panties, awkward in the closet moments, and sunsets. Listener discretion is advised. Really, this panda obsess? Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Spark and Manga Review. This is your host, Zan, saying, Hey, what's up? How you guys doing? Hope you're doing pretty good. Yes, we're back for another fun filled episode, and I know I took a week off after the con report, but things got kind of stressed out, and well, to be honest, there's some issues going on with some of the co hosts. Will I get on with it in the podcast? No, we are not going to talk about it. We're going to talk about other things and just get past it because it's in the past. We don't have to think about that. It's in the past. We're looking forward to the future. We'll see what happens. But, either way, for those who are joining us for the first time, welcome. Spark Inside that provides information and views about connecting enhanced narratives. This podcast specifically reviews mangas, Japanese graphic novels, and regular graphic novels, depending on the situation and what we role and how many guest hosts are on this podcast you can check us out at www.sparkin.com or fightbait.com we're also on itunes and zoom marketplace you can email us at sparkin at gmail.com or you can email me directly at zanatsparkin.com we are on facebook and also surprisingly we're also on the wonderful the great the amazing myspace i know no one uses myspace anymore but whatever just look up Spirekin, S-P-R-A-K-N. We're also on Twitter and Spirekin, and all the other information you can find in our show notes, which are on, like I said, www.spirekin.com. Don't forget the www. For some reason, it doesn't come out if you just put Spirekin.com. It's really weird. But either way, so how is everyone doing? Pretty good. From our last con report, it's been a little different, a little eccentric, and, well, I've been rather busy reading a lot of different manga and different things. I mean, I got Pibochu. Still going through that. I gotta get two and three. Got Gogo 13, which is amazing, and let's get on with it. So if you remember from the last episode of the Spark and Manga Review, I spun the one, the only, 
The Wheel of Manga. In a dictator on test, I'll be reviewing a manga which was written by Mizuki Kawashita, published by Shuisha, and, well, it's over here being released by Viz under their Shonen Jump line. There's 19 volumes in the series, came out February 2002 to August 2005, and it's a harem romance, sort of. There's also a video game, surprisingly, a bunch of TV series, and an OVA. But we're getting off topic. What are we talking about? I'm talking about Ichigo 100, or as we call it over here, Strawberry 100%. I know what you're thinking. Isn't Ichigo 100% that series about the strawberry panties? Yes, it is. It's a series which, at first glance, is a fan service friendly harem that is just completely off the wall and generic to no end. But if you scratch the surface a little bit, it turns to a very well written, thought out relationship series. And it has a very nice spin to it, which actually I'm going to talk about at the stinger of this episode. But, for those of you who don't know, Ichigo 100 is about Junpei Manaka, who is a kid who wants to be a film director. Yes, he wants to be one of those indie film directors like Kevin Smith or Paul W.S. Anderson, or he maybe one day strive to be the George Lucas or Michael Bay of his future time. But, unfortunately, he's still a student. He's just trying to do the best he can. And he's got a brilliant idea for a shot, opening shot of a movie. So he's sneaking upstairs into his high school's roof, which surprisingly is not locked, even though they point out that, hey, once you get past the lock, I mean, seriously, I wonder why there's so many student suicides. It's so easy to get to the roof. Just unlock the lock, get on the roof, jump up, you're done. Yay! And no, I don't advocate suicides, but again, that is neither here nor there. So as he's running up the stairs to come up with this brilliant opening, where you go up the stairs, camera goes up, it's going to show the sunrise going up from the high school. He gets face-planted right in the face with a pair of panties. A girl lands right on top of him for no reason. Like, she jumped off the roof of the stairwell. Lands on top of him. He falls over. And he sees a pair of strawberry panties. And he's like, oh my god. This would make the greatest opening to a movie ever. Especially if you do it in slow motion. He doesn't think, oh god, a girl just fell, is she okay? No, he thinks, oh my god, panties. Ooh. And he looks and he sees this beautiful girl that her face is kind of silhouetted because the sun is blaring into his face. So he kind of just makes it, okay, she's kind of hot, her hair is kind of short but long, she's got a pretty face, she has nice tits, and she has strawberry panties, and she runs off. He's like, oh my god, that girl, I must meet her again to put her in my movie. It will be brilliant. And he notices on the floor a notebook, which is Aya Tojo, and he's like, okay, maybe this is her, we'll see. So he goes downstairs, he starts talking to his friends. We're like, what the fuck happened? He's like, dude, I gotta find this girl. She's amazing. She's great. She's gonna be in my movie because she has strawberry panties. And he's going off in person about strawberry panties. And he says, hey, do you know this girl, Aya Tojo? And they look, and he's like, oh, she's the girl right over there. And he turns and looks, and he sees a girl that's kind of frumpy looking. She's wearing a lot of big clothes. She has a big pair of glasses, and her hair's in a braid. He's like... That doesn't look like the girl from before. I guess it, it's someone else. Maybe she picked it up or whatnot. And he goes, and he bumps into her later. And he's like, oh, uh, hey, are you Aya Tojo? And she's like, yeah. He's like, oh, I found your notebook. He's like, She's like, what? You found my notebook? Really? I've been looking all over for it. Uh, did you read it yet? I hope you didn't. He's like, no, no, I didn't read it. I just, I, I left it at home. Speaking of which, it was a day since the incident happened. But, again, neither here nor there. So, She's freaking out that he read. He's like, no, I didn't read it. It's at home. I'll bring it to you tomorrow. It's like, okay, okay. 
And he goes back, oh god, guys, back to the drawing board. I gotta figure out who the girl with the panties is. He's going on and on about panties and like, you're a pervert, aren't you? I mean, if you're walking down the high school, talking to your friends, and your friend is just talking about panties, you're gonna think he's a fucking pervert. And that's the case. They're really creeped out by him. And he's just going off. He's like, look, it's not that I want to have sex with her. It's not that. It's, I just want to make a movie with her. With the panties. And as he's saying this, the most popular girl in school, Tsukasa Nishino, says, what the fuck is wrong with you? I, you're obsessed with panties and whatnot, and you're making a, fu- a fuss over this. I'm wearing strawberry panties. Are you going to harass me now? And he suddenly looks at her, and she looks beautiful. He's like, oh my god, I think that's the girl I saw. But how am I going to get her in my movie? Hmm. Maybe I should ask her out. And his friend's like, are you insane? Because he's a huge Sukasa fanboy. And he's like, you can't ask her out. She's the school idol. She's the most popular girl in school. Blah, 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 blah. So, he goes home. Flesher thinking, what the hell am I going to do? How the hell can I do this? What can I do? And as he gets home, he sees the notebook by Aya. And he goes, oh, I'll just peruse it, look at it. And as he's flipping open, he sees she wrote a story. It's a fantasy story about dragons and wizards and magic and swords and sorcery. A typical fantasy story. And as he's reading it, he's actually imagining it in his head as a movie. And he's like, oh my god, this is brilliant. This would make a great movie. And it seems so well written. And the characters are so developed. And the scenery is just so imaginative and great. I could just imagine this being a wonderful movie. And next day... He goes to Aya and he's like, Aya, uh, I know I wasn't supposed to, but I read your book. And it's amazing. And, and he goes on to it. And she's like, oh, oh, really? And she's they're, they're having a great conversation. It's, they're really clicking and connecting. And as they're talking, he's like, yeah, it's really cool. And I, we got to make a promise to each other. One day we're going to make this into a movie. And I'm going to film it. You're going to write it. It's going to be amazing. And I especially like the part. And, and it seems like they really click. As this goes on, they start getting friendly and familiar. At this point, you would think, hey, that girl... Looks exactly like the girl from the beginning. So obviously this girl is going to be the girl with the panties. And you're right, it is a girl with the panties. But he doesn't realize that. Instead he thinks it is Tsukasa. And as he's talking to her, he's like, Well, look, um, it's really cool, but I gotta go. I'll talk to you later. And because I'm going to... And he runs out and she becomes kind of his confident. And he's trying to figure out what to do, what to do, what to do. And eventually he goes to Aya and says, Aya, you gotta tell me how to, to ask out Tsukasa. And she's like... Well, what you could do is, if you do something like sports, you could invite her to that. And you see, obviously in the panel, she's heartbroken by this. Because I think she really likes Junpei. And he's like, oh, you're not the girl with the panties, I don't care. Even though, obviously, she is the girl with the panties. It's a she's all that situation. You remove her glasses and change her hair, and she's beautiful. But he is a stupid fucking retard. And so, he decides... I know what I'm going to do. So he writes a confessional letter to Tsukasa to meet him at the school park that night around 7 o'clock. And she goes there. And immediately, when she gets there, he runs up, jumps on one of the parallel bars, and starts doing pull-ups. I know. It's completely fucking insane. I mean, you're doing pull-ups in front of the girl you like for no reason at 9 at night. She's going to think you're a fucking lunatic. And she's looking at him like he's crazy, and he's like, <sighs> one. Two, three, four. Tsukasa, I want to go out with you. Will you go out with me? And girls, if you had seen this, what would you have done if a guy came up to you, ran up to you, jumped on something, and started doing pull-ups, and said, I want to go out with you, or start doing push-ups in front of you? You'd be like, uh, what's wrong with you? No. Though, Tsukasa's like, hey, sure, I'll go out with you. And they begin their relationship. And here's where the problem is. You have this whole thing where he's with this girl, but... Also, he's having problems with school. He ends up hooking up with Aya as a tutor, and he's starting to dig her. 
But he's going out with Tsukasa, and there's a whole thing where he loses her phone number because he doesn't have a cell phone, and he's trying to figure out what the hell can I do, what can I tell her to, and she he ends up stealing her phone, and I helps him out, and it's a whole mess. And I'm not gonna lie, there's fan service up the wazoo with this every. Three panels, you're going to see panties, or cleavage, or panties, or cleavage, or panties, or panties. It gets kind of annoying. And the manga ends in a situation where they're all study buddies now. And you find out that Aya and Junpei are both studying to get into Uzumizaki High School. Which is a school which has a film club. And that's why he wants to go, but she wants to go because it's a good school. And it's hinting that Tsukasa might not want to go to the same school. So what is going to happen to their new relationship? Because... She actually likes him a lot, and he kind of likes her, but he's tolerating her. Now, like I said, I'm going to talk a little more about the twists in this series at the end, but it's a typical harem series. You have a lot of the same tropes. I mean, eventually two other girls are going to show up. It's a huge love quadrangle where there's a bunch of girls after the main character, and he's dating Tsukasa, and is he going to leave her? We don't know. It's, It's just going back and forth. It's fairly generic to start off with. Later on in the series, it does get more developed because, like I said, there's a twist, which is pretty... Just it's I don't know if it's inventive or original, but it's something you don't really see. And, again, I can't spoil it. So, well, I'm not going to spoil it until after the stinger, which is after the closing credits, so we'll see. But, again, we'll get to that point later. Art style is alright, even though I did not know there were so many ways you could draw panties that's not that pornographic. You see a lot of the same panties over and over and over and over again. It gets really boring, but the character design is fairly generic. It's not too super deformed. It's not too crazy. It's fairly realistic. There are some weird scenes. Like one scene, there's this guy who hits on all the women, and Aya and Tsukasa grab Junpei, and they all run into a closet to hide from him, and they're there for like three hours, and it's a very awkward scene. Not awkward, it's kind of hot, but it's awkward because Tsukasa between two girls that he kind of likes like what the fuck am I going to do what am I going to do and it's drawn very well you could see the way it's closed and it, but either way story is just like I said it's got that twist but the first part of it is it's fairly generic and unoriginal as it starts off but it does get better I could go on and on about this manga but I'm trying not to spoil it too much and I also want to get into the part where I talk about it later so I have to actually give this manga after reading it the first volume anyway I'm going to have to give this a gift from your crazy Aunt Muriel. Okay, but forgettable. It is forgettable, honestly. It's, it's very generic. If it wasn't for the panties, it really wouldn't go anywhere. I mean, all this is panties, 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 panties. If you like panties, you're going to love this. But I didn't really enjoy it too much. So, either way, let's get into besides that. Remember, you can check us out at www.spyrkin.com. You can email us at spyrkin at gmail.com. Zanitspirekin.com and all the other information in our show notes. We're also on fightbait.com. Uh, guess that's it for this episode for the review and all the information. So let's get to that part you've all been waiting for. What am I talking about? I'm talking about that one. That only. The Wheel of Manga! Yes, friends, the Wheel of Manga accepts the substitute. Now, what is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune with 10 slots on it. What we've done is we've assigned 10 manga to the wheel, and we're going to spin it. We're going to see what we're reviewing in the next episode of the Sparkin' Manga Review. And I know this is a pretty quick episode, but you know what? It's got to be that way, just for things and movement and whatnot. And also, like I said, i got a lot to talk about in this stinger. So, anyway. So let's spin to what we're reviewing in the next episode of the Sparkin' Manga Review. And I'm using the Empirical Wii, not the actual Wii, because I'm the only one here. Number six. 
So, in the next episode of the Spyrokin Manga Review, episode 132, I'm going to be reviewing Hyatt the Combat Butler, which I've heard is a very, very popular series. And this is actually going to be the third Butler or Maid series we're reviewing in this series, because, of course, we've reviewed Black Butler and Common No Maid Guy, which Common No Maid Guy is still the greatest of all the maids so far. We'll see if Hyatt can kick his ass. Find out in the next episode. Like I said, sorry this is so quick, but like I said, it's more I want to talk about at the end of this episode after the stinger, but I hope you enjoyed this episode, and remember, if you don't want to swirl, just go with my original review. Alright, hope to talk to you later, and as usual, this is your Hosanna Spark and Mind Review, and I am gone for Hey guys, I'm back, and this is the Stinger for episode 131. Yes, the Stinger. If you've stayed to listen after the music, you are aware that this is going to be spoiler territory completely. Now, the reason why I did this is because I 
finally read all of Ichigo 100%, Strawberry 100%, and I have to admit that the twist is very interesting. Because the series starts off where you only have the two girls after him. Then you get another girl, a girl who's sporty with big boobs. Then you have a girl who's a rich heiress, and so on and so forth. Like most harem series, more and more girls show up and love him. But, here's where it gets unique. Most series, when it starts off, you have the main protagonist meet the girl of his dreams. And even if he meets someone else, you still have that whole tension going on where it's girl A and guy B are destined to be together. And they're going to be together forever. Even through all the travesties, all the stuff, all the bullshit they go through. They are destined to be together, and that is what's going to happen. And this series takes that concept and throws it out the fucking window. Not in the way you think. Most series you would think, okay, it's going to be that he's going to say, fuck that girl and screw every single one of them. That's what most guys want in their perverse ways. But that isn't what happens here either. What happens is, as I said, it introduces the girl with the panties as supposedly the girl of his dreams. And that is obviously Aya. It's introduced, it explained it within one chapter that it's Aya. But he ends up hooking up with Tsukasa, as I said. And throughout the series, she's his girlfriend. Throughout the entire series. Even though all the girls are throwing themselves at him as... Even though that they introduced Aya as the main female protagonist and the love interest, they never get together. I mean, at the end of the series, there's a flash forward where it goes to five years in the future. And they've actually made a movie together. But... And he's single. But he goes back to Tsukasa. They break up to saying we need to be apart a little bit, but they never get together. Aya gets out of her shell, becomes very popular, very beautiful, in both spiritually, emotionally, and physically. And all these guys are throwing themselves her, and she is madly in love with Junpei, but nothing comes of it. They just have like a working relationship, but nothing comes of it. It's like the ultimate tease, because... As I said, you see, even though that Tsukasa is the beautiful girl that... Junpei sort of went after for stupid reasons because he thought she was beautiful. I is a girl that should be with him emotionally and they fit better. And I know this is going to make me sound like a stupid romantic, but it's kind of a weird, realistic cop-out. And because I would want them to be together. And that's kind of like you you think that they're destined to be together and they're not. And it's just, it's interesting that, that Mizuki Kawashita would do this. And I would like to ask him why he did that. Why did he decide just to have those together? Even though it's a loving romance and you have all the adversity, and that part is good. I mean, it's typical, like, oh, he's with the girl, but there's so many issues, but they're going to stay together. And I like that, because that's a, a typical harem series, is the adversity that the, protect, the love interests have in them staying together through it all. But this is almost like, if you take in, we'll use my favorite series, Ranma, it introduced the whole Akane Ranma thing, but instead, about three volumes in, you have him hook up with Nabiki, and the rest of the series he's with Nabiki. And Akane's just kind of there trying to fight for Ranma, but she never gets him, and she just ends up alone. But she's still happy. He kind of did a did a complete switcher move and changed it. Okay, this is what I'm going to do. No, I'm going to change my mind. I don't know if he changed his mind halfway through the series, or if this was the original plan. It's something which... I have to admit, I didn't expect, and it was a nice little curveball. But still, the romantic in me kind of felt sad. I mean, but I'm also the guy who thought that if in uh, if Kaoru and Aori Ayoshi didn't hook up with Aoi, he should have hooked up with Miyuki. I happen to like Miyuki. But anyway, that's, again, neither here nor there. That's my, my common phrase. So, guess that's it for this 
little stinger portion. I mean, if you want to disagree with what I said, email me. Zanatspark.com. Tell me why you think that this my assessment is wrong. So let me know. I mean, I'm not going to edit this part because I never edit the stingers. It's just the whole thing. So anyway, I'll talk to you later. Have a good day, guys. Bye.